What is up, everyone, and welcome into A to Z Sports Dallas Primetime on a Thursday night. I'm your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that primetime is brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But before we do any of that, though, let's talk about these two players, man, that Mike McCarthy, he was asked about them. Let's let's uh, make that, you know, clarification there really quickly. He did talk about both, but he was asked about both Jalen Tolbert and Sam Williams, two players that share a lot in common because they were both day two draft picks for the Cowboys in last year's draft. And they are both players that we know we are going to see more of in 2023, or at the very least, we hope so, right? Obviously, Williams got off to a fantastic start as a rookie. We know that he was a developmental kind of pick for the Cowboys, even if he was drafted in the second round. But what we saw from him, even if it was very little, was very exciting. And we'll get into some of the numbers tonight here on the show. Uh, meanwhile, we don't know much about Jalen Tolbert. We know that we want to see more from him. Uh, but we saw very little, very, very little from him as a rookie. He was active just for eight games of the regular season. When he got on the field, maybe things were not... Uh, let's call it perfect for him. He, there were some rough moments. Obviously, the Week 10 game versus the Green Bay Packers is the most common example put out there very frequently. But we still hope that he makes that jump, right? He was asked about it. Mike McCarthy was. And let's start with Sam Williams because he immediately, he immediately, you know, saw this glow up on his face when talking about him. And this is the quote from Mike McCarthy. He said, Sam really came on for us when we gave him more opportunities. You can see his comfort in what we're asking him to do and his ability to schematically move around. That's exciting. That's exciting because this is a Dan Quinn's defense we're talking about. And McCarthy added, and some of the things that the defensive staff is doing. I have been impressed with Sam so far for the first three installs. Uh, this happened uh, today, Thursday morning, before the Cowboys had their OTA session open to practice. But yeah, Sam Williams, ladies and gentlemen, let me know in the chat. Let's get this conversation started. From one to 10. <laughs> I see some comments here in the chat. Sorry, I get distracted because Toxic Tom is, is uh, accusing me, accusing me of wearing a Steelers jersey right now. Ladies and gentlemen, This is the jersey of the Cuervos Negros Salvajes de Nuevo Toledo, which would translate to the Black Wild Ravens of Nuevo Toledo in Puebla. That's from a Netflix show, Mexican comedy, Club de Cuervos, which is about a football team. Uh, think succession, but made 100% comedy, and it's about a Mexican football club where there's corruption and everything. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's the jersey that I'm wearing. It's not a Steelers jersey, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, anyways, 
Tommy not one five. No, no, it's not racist, man. It's just it's Spanish. <laughs> uh, Sam Williams will have a good question. A good season, says Bruce. Okay, the question was, ladies and gentlemen, before we got distracted by the jersey that I'm wearing for the Black Ravens, Black Wild Ravens of Nuevo Toledo in Puebla. The question for me to you is from one to ten, how confident are you? in Sam Williams becoming a bigger part of the defense in 2023. Let me know in the chat what do you think about that. And in the meantime, let's get this show started with some numbers because, man, I was doing some research for the show, and boy, oh boy, Sam Williams impressive. These are his numbers for 2022. He had four sacks, nine quarterback hits, 10 tackles for loss, one pass deflection, one forced fumble, and three fumble recoveries. You might look at that uh, at those numbers, and you and I both know that Williams is not out there playing as much as Micah Parsons is playing or Demarcus Lawrence is playing, but it's also not like he's playing in 40% of the snaps or 50% of the snaps either. He played in 23% of the Cowboys' defensive snaps last year. That is less than a quarter of the possible snaps that he could get. And he still put out this output. That's just a fantastic start for Williams. And it really shows just how explosive he can be on the playing field. Because you also look at the thing where, where obviously, you look at the thing where, obviously, he, he was fresh when he entered the football field, but it was consistent too. Like he had moments in more than one game, right? There was the moment against the Detroit Lions. There was one against the Colts. I mean, one forced fumbles, uh, one forced fumble, excuse me, nine QB hits. He got to the quarterback consistently. He played only in 23% of the snaps. And we're going to look at just how that would look like in a uh, using those numbers as a projection to if he played 60% of the defensive naps. We'll take a look at that in just a moment. Uh, but from 1 to 10, how confident are you in Sam Williams taking that next step? Let me know in the chat. Bruce got the talk excuse to 7. Holly goes with an 8. Uh, Katharina goes with a 7. 10 for Gregory. He will start this year. Oh, that's a big statement. That is a big statement, though. Eight for Jerma. Tommy915 goes with a 10. Toxic Tom says uh, six because I am concerned with how he ended the season last year with his off-the-field issues. There was that uh, car accident. Yep. Gilbert Rodriguez is nine. Ten plus for Chuck. He adds that he is going to become a beast. He can only get better. Modelo Time goes with an 11. Mark Andrew goes with a seven. And Rex goes with a five. I'm going to go with an eight. High number, you know, Got to add some, some questions there just based on what Toxic Tom mentioned, but also based on the fact that there are a lot of defensive ends in Dallas right now. Defense events, edge rushers, whatever you want to call them, there's a lot of them. And just looking at the numbers here a little bit more, think about this. Sam Fowler's 24% of the, play, of the snaps. I think I said 23 earlier. It's 24. Sorry about that. Rounding that number up to 24 Fowler had more. Dante Fowler, the veteran, at 30%. Demarcus 
Lawrence Armstrong had more at 47%. And obviously, there is the Marcus Lawrence as well. 61% and Micah's insane numbers, which are 84%. That's the amount of times that uh, the amount of snaps or, or the percentage of snaps that Parsons was on the field for. Just keeping it conservative, I think you could ask for a 60% of, of the snaps for uh, Sam Williams if you want him to become that number three, almost number two guy. But Micah and D-Law's presence will keep that a little bit lower than that, in my opinion. It would keep that uh, close to the 50% mark if he climbs up the depth chart above Fowler, above Armstrong, above all of these players that might be fighting for, for a bigger role on defense. Now, if you project that, if you project these numbers that you're seeing on the screen, his 2022 numbers, if you use a rule of three, and you make that 60% of the snaps, just to give you an idea as to how productive he really was, you would get like a 10-sack season for Sam Williams. Like That's the amount of output that, based on his 22 numbers, you could get for him in 2023 if you give him a bigger role. 10 sacks, 22.5 quarterback hits, 25 tackles for loss. I don't do that to tell you that that's what he's going to do because that would be a very arbitrary way of actually... Uh, looking at his numbers, but I'm doing it to help visualize just how much he did in very limited playing time. It was starter caliber output, in my opinion. Uh, does that mean that he's going to keep getting those sacks? Maybe not, but he can be disruptive. And he's a player that could also help the Cowboys a lot in those weird, weird hybrid defenses that they could show us to stop the run, right? Because we know that when he was at Ole Miss, people talked about this. He would align more of in a four-eye type of, you know, uh, alignment, which is different from a wide edge rusher that he's just attacking the edge. You know, a four-eye can also provide a lot of run support and can have very different gap assignments versus the run. And I think that when McCarthy talks about him playing in multiple positions, that is most likely what he means. I think that we won't necessarily see Sam Williams dropping back into coverage that often, uh, even though he, he might be able to do it. Who knows? Dan Quinn is a mad scientist after all. But I think that we will just be able to see him in several alignments at the defensive line that the Cowboys can use against the run, but they can also use in creative pass rush packages that we have seen in which the Cowboys have an overloaded front to one side with three pass rushers. We have seen that a lot. So I, I, I want to, and I know I get excited when I talk about the pressures from Dan Quinn, et cetera. So keeping it here very basic, maybe let's not think about the Cowboys defensive line, especially the edge rushers as Micah and Lawrence being number one and number two, and then the number three rotating when they want some fresh legs and to give the starter some rest. Because that's not what you're going to get with the Cowboys defense. What you're going to get with the Cowboys defense are these crazy NASCAR fronts with four defensive ends in there. You're going to get three defensive ends to one side, including Micah. I'm counting Micah as a defensive end here, obviously, with another defensive end just by himself against the tackle on the other side. And kind of like playing with the numbers, getting the linebackers involved, 
that's what we will see once more from the Cowboys defense. And that's what excites me the most when I hear about Williams playing everywhere. Because you know that there will be there will be several instances in which it's not just two of the group. It's three of them on the playing field at the same time, or even four of them. I would bet, and actually let's make this a question for the show before we move on here a little bit. I'm going to say this again. I, I know I already mentioned them, but let's run through them very quickly. Snap counts in percentage, in percentage points, obviously, for the Cowboys pass rushers last year. Micah was at 84%. Dila was at 61%. Armstrong was at 47%. Fowler was at 30%. And Sam Williams was at 24%. My question from me to you is, is Sam Williams playing over or under 50% of the defensive snaps in 2023? Closest there was to this last year besides... Micah and Lawrence was Armstrong at 47%. Over or under for Sam Williams, 50%. Let me know in the chat while you do that. And before I give you my answer, which I'm struggling with as I say it, uh, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net because they are the ones who make this show possible. And we got to give them some love. This is a family-owned business, has been so for over 65 years you can check out their dealership at Irving, Texas, but you can also browse through their wide range of new and used vehicles over at FreemanMazda.net. In there, you can check out pictures of every car. You can check out the features of every single one of these vehicles. And as we do around this time here on the show, it is time for us to dive into the ride of the week for Freeman Mazda. In this case, it is the 2023 Mazda MX-5 Miata Grand Touring. This one starts at $34,385. It's got Apple CarPlay slash Android Auto, a manual transmission, convertible roof, premium audio, a blind spot monitor, and a fuel economy of 26 miles per gallon in the city. That goes up to 34 when you are on the highway. So make sure you check out the Freeman Mazda Ride of the Week at FreemanMazda.net. So let's see, over or under 50% of defensive snaps count of defensive snap count, excuse me, for Sam Williams. Let's see what you guys have to say. How's Nelson? Thank you for joining the show. Gregory says, I like it mode. Take the leash off and sick him. Let's see here. Uh, 120% is Toxic Tom. Under the 50% for Katharina. Ines says, I would say over. Mark Andrews says, under 50%. Let's see here. House Nelson says, does anyone know of a reputable Mazda dealership they can suggest? Yes, sir. Freeman Mazda. Under for Holly. Jack the Toxic goes with the over. Gilbert goes with the over. Gregory goes with the 70%. That's a pretty high number. I'm going to go with the slight over. I'm going to go with the very slight over. I think it's going to be quite the raise for the 50% for Sam Williams. I'm I'm buying into him. I'm buying into his stock. I think that he is going to get better numbers than Dante Fowler this year. I think that he's going to compete with Dorrance Armstrong 
for that basically edge rusher number three role on the team. And Armstrong had 47%. I think he can get more than that if he really makes that jump that Mike McCarthy is talking about. And I believe that Sam Williams can, if he is what the Cowboys want him to be, oh man, it's going to be exciting to watch that take place. I cannot go confidently with the over. Like, I mean, I can say over just because I think it's going to be near 50%. But I also, bearing any major injury or something like that, I don't see him approaching 60%, if that makes sense. Let's see here. Double R goes with the over 50. Sugar Daddy Williams as well. So, yeah. That is my take on the whole Sam Williams thing. I am very excited about the possibility of him maybe becoming a bigger player on the Cowboys defense at, than we would expect him to. But it's one of those things that it's very exciting to see Dallas add to the, to the team in the second round after you already know that you already have players there. Like it's one of those strengths that the Cowboys turned into bigger strengths. And when you go through this depth chart, you kind of figure out that that's why William Fehoko is also moving to the inside. Maybe the Cowboys thought they, that he could play defensive end, but maybe they are figuring out that his quickest path to the playing field is going to happen on the inside, where he can battle it out with everyone who's behind Ozo Digisuwa, right? There's Chauncey Goldston. There's uh, Neville Gallimore right now. I think it's exciting to, to see how big of a role Williams could end up having for the Cowboys in 2023. He could be a major change on defense. Let's see here. Toxic Tom says, who did we take in the third round after Sam Williams? Oh yeah, 12 yards and an offsides, says Toxic Tom. He's already, he's already going uh, after Jalen Tolbert, who we are about to talk about because he's the other Cowboy that Mike McCarthy mentioned. Once more, he was asked about it. And he did say those two are perfect examples of a second-year jump. And he said, and I will read you the quote, actually, the exact quote, because we had it on adcsports.com slash Dallas. You can read the full article in there. Uh, McCarthy said, Jalen has made some really nice plays, particularly in the seven-on-seven, two-minute situation. So I think both those guys are definitely making that jump. He didn't say much about Jalen Tolbert didn't say much. Uh, interesting that he did credit him with that particular situation on the 7-7 seven and seven competitive drill. We have not seen a lot of competitive stuff from the Cowboys because McCarthy himself explained that he doesn't want to get too much into that until training camp, maybe to avoid fines because they have been, they have been fined for the last couple of years. My question from me to you is, is it a big deal, small deal, or no deal if the Cowboys go out there and start praising Jalen Tolbert? Now, I ask this because it is June, and it is that time of the year in which everyone looks better than ever, everyone is healthier than ever, and you don't really know what to make out of that those type of quotes. That being said, though, 
they asked him about Cavante uh, Turpin as well. Now, Turpin is technically on a different type situation, but it's similar in several ways. Uh, even though he's not really a player that was a rookie, rookie in 2022, because, I mean, he had been out of college for, for years now, had that big season in the USFL, then got signed by the Cowboys. So it's different from Jalen Tolbert that is, Literally his second year as a football pro. And I think that the response to Kurt to Turpin's comment or question was very different that, than the one that we got from Tol or Tolbert, excuse me. Because once more, he was asked about Tolbert and it was praise. It wasn't huge praise, but it was, you know, oh yeah, he's being nice and he's had these moments in the in these type of situations. Meanwhile, for Turpin. And the question was different too, to be fair. But he said, we still need to figure out if he can, you know, uh, learn the full route tree, et cetera. Need to take, and he said he needs to take a second year jump, right? Needs to have better knowledge of the offense was part of the quotes from McCarthy when it comes to Kevante Turpin. So that's different. It is different to say, oh, Turpin needs a better knowledge of the offense and he needs to make that second year jump, it's different from saying, I think Jalen Tolbert is definitely ready to make that jump. There's a difference there. So my question for me to you is, is it a big deal, small deal, or no deal? What Mike McCarthy said about Tolbert, who was last year's third round draft pick and about who we just don't know enough about, in my opinion. Let's see what you guys have to say in the chat in the meantime. Uh, Toxic Tom says, all that Tolbert can do is jump. Quite literally, can't do much worse. Let's see here. Rene Lopez says, L, why do you talk like that? Says Rene Lopez. And then he adds, Dak is washed. I don't know if he's talking about my accent, Rene, but I am from Mexico, my man. Uh, TJ should be through 30 by now. Says so Stephen White, he's talking about TJ Basher. <laughs> Small deal for Katharina. No deal for Mark Andrew. Toxic Tom says he was a top 100 pick and was outperformed by a UDFA who also had to learn the offense. No deal. Gregory says no big deal. No big deal for Gilbert. And Inez Gomez says no big deal. And I'm going to agree with you guys on this one. I'm going to say no deal with Tolbert. is kind of like a situation in which we'll see until training camp maybe. Patrick Nosey Walker was with uh, Skywalker Steel on today's morning show here at ADC Sports Dallas. And he said that uh, Simi Fehoko has taken the lead for the number four wide receiver battle, which I thought was pretty interesting. Also, it's pretty early. So interesting that Simi Fehoko has taken that lead. And as Patrick Walker said, you want to see him do that in the regular season. The question is, even in training camp, does Jalen Tolbert do enough for it to be a genuine battle at that position that we really don't know what to expect from. Tyler Browning, shout out to you, sir. Thank you for the birthday wishes. I appreciate it. Gregory says, I think that Jalen Moreno Cropper will probably outplay Tolbert. And it's a wild, wild range that we've got there from Tolbert. Because I do think he can be the number four wideout, right? That's, that's feasible. Not based on what we saw from him in 2022, but based on what we know are his tools, 
and that the Cowboys are claiming that there was a steep learning curve for him. So that is feasible. Tolbert winning wide receiver number four, the, that spot is feasible. But it's also feasible for him to be cut. <laughs> and that's a wild range to be in. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, maybe I would be a little bit surprised because I wouldn't predict that to happen. Uh, you know, somebody like Jalen Moreno Cropper beating out Tolbert. I would be surprised if that happens up to a certain point. But it's not something that I would tell you it's not happening with 100% confidence. I'm not. And I think that has to do with what we talked about before OTA started, that we were really looking forward to seeing what is the treatment that Tolbert is receiving from the coaching staff. Is he the definite number four? Is he being disrespected by maybe rotating with a UDFAs instead of, say, Simi Fihoko and others? that have been around for longer, right? Maybe we're getting very early, way too early answers on that topic already. And I think they are positive relatively just based on what McCarthy said. But I also think it's something that we'll have to play out in training camp. And it will be then that, that we find out enough about uh, what his chances are for the 2023 season. Tolbert says toxic is like a gift from my, my I don't know if I want to, all right. Yeah. It's like a gift from my mom. I don't know what I'm going to get and pretty sure I'm not going to like it. Says Toxic Tom. I got to give it to her. My mom is a pretty good gifter. So I cannot relate. She's a good gifter. She she knows me very well, I think. Orgullo Mexicano, tell the most. It's Tommy915. There you go. <laughs> Stephen White. Why, no, uh, it was actually Gregory. Why does Gregory want to start uh, making me sing? It's about heart. It's about <laughs> phrase from the coaches boost his confidence, says Stephen White. Yeah, that is true. Shout out to Joey Bella for joining the show as well. Cam says Simi Feoko should be the number four receiver. And it sounds like right now he is based on what DallasCowboys.com insider Patrick Walker said here on ADC Sports Dallas earlier today. So we'll find out. Anyways, before we move on, one more thing that caught my attention. And there are more, but we're going to save more uh, for Sunday show, for Monday show. Because it is June, so we, we've got to manage the content a little bit here. Uh, but something else, just to keep it along the lines of Sam Williams and the collection of talent that the Cowboys have at defense. Mike McCarthy was asked about Michael Parsons' competitive spirit. And, you know... It's been clear for years now, because he's, it's his third year with the Cowboys already, that Parsons has that genuine chip that seems to be constantly striving for greatness. Everyone talks a big game, but I do think that with Micah, it comes from a more genuine place, and maybe that's just a cheesy type feeling, but I'm, I, I'm sure you guys feel it too. Micah really talks about, he really talks about being better and talking with Andrew Whitworth, for example, learning from one of the best, because he knows that if he trains with another offensive lineman, maybe he won't get those little secrets from the other point of view, which is on the offensive side of things. That kind of, those type of little actions that Mike Carparsons goes through, 
tells you about what he's chasing. And Micah and McCarthy, excuse me, was asked about this during the presser. And he talked about the next measure for Parsons. He talked about that next step in his career. And, you know, you can talk about him beating double teams. I think that he already has done that several times. He's already, you know, demanded all of that attention. And the Cowboys are going to find ways to help him out with that. But McCarthy said that the next step for Michael Parsons, and that it's something that he already does, but maybe improving upon it, was for him to help his teammates have more opportunities. And it's funny because you can look at it both ways. You can look at how we've talked about the Massey Smith pick and Dan Quinn's pressure designs that basically revolve around freeing up Micah Parsons and the Marcus Lawrence and creating one-on-one -on -one opportunities for them to go out there and make some damage to the opposing offense. But it also works the other way around, right? Because if you are having the offensive line slide towards you every time and you are eliminating basically or occupying two offensive linemen and you have specifically like the Cowboys do a collection of players that once more includes Lawrence, Armstrong, Sam Williams, then those are guys that can be pretty dominant on one-on-one -on -one situations as well. They're not at the level of Micah, but they're at that very high level, especially somebody like Lawrence, hopefully somebody like Williams. And I thought it was an interesting comment because we always talk about Queen getting Parsons in those one-on-one -on -one situations, but Micah is going to create those two for other Cowboys players. He's basically going to eliminate players, right, from, from the opponent's pass protection stuff. We've looked at some clips here on the show before in which we have shown uh, some of these Dan Queen's pressure designs, and I think we've already seen some of those examples. Uh, but I thought it was cool for Mike McCarthy to say that that's the next measure for him instead of making it about Micah reaching 20 sacks or something historic like that, right? And perfect timing, by the way, from Nick here on the show, because he says, Micah said that he's over the sack game. He just wants to be the guy that affects the game. And that's a smart approach. I mean, it is a very selfless approach, too, for a guy that's talking about being remembered as one of the greatest, etc. Maybe you would assume that he, he really does want to lead the NFL in sacks for him to finally get defensive player of the year. Right? That type of stuff. But I think it's a pretty, it's what you want to hear from somebody like Micah. The fact that he's not going to be chasing numbers. He's just going to be doing what's best for the team. And, and not going to lie, I will give that credit to the Cowboys. I do think it's a good culture right now with the Cowboys have going on inside the locker room. And when your best player or one of your best players has that attitude, then it will just drip down through everybody else. I think Micah has that. I think that uh, Dak, even though, and I like Dak, and I think he is, you know, unfairly criticized for the interceptions and all of that. And I do think he's a top 10 quarterback in the league. But still, Dak is not as dominant as a quarterback as Micah is as an edge rusher. That's just fair to say. Micah might be the best edge rusher in the NFL, or at least is in that conversation, while Dak is not really in the conversations to be the, the very best quarterback in the league. That's what I mean. It's not 
a knock on Prescott or anything like that. But still, Dak has that mindset of being selfless, of thinking about the team, etc. That's fun. That's fun to see. And Catherine is 100% right. Like, that's not to say that Micah won't get sacks because he just wants to affect the game. He will get those sacks. He will get those sacks. And I think that the numbers won't necessarily go down. But he will be able with the teammates that he has right now on that unit, he will be able to maybe have the most impactful season that we have seen from him because his teammates are going to make the most out of those opportunities as well. It's really, it's really a great defense that the Cowboys are working with in that front end. I think that we have gotten a little bit used to it, but it's insanely dominant. I am somebody that is very skeptical about defenses remaining as dominant year over year because statistically that's very tough to do. It is easier looking at the numbers from some of the best defenses that we have seen year after year after year, and it's more common for a defense to be super volatile, to be great one year and then suck the next. It's easier for that to happen than it is to happen on offense. Like offenses statistically, once more, are easier to maintain year over year. So I've always been somewhat skeptical about, about banking on defense to be your calling card as an NFL team in the modern era. But the way that the Cowboys are set up and with Dan Quinn running, running the show, I will buy all of the stock that, that you offer me on the Cowboys defense, like even though the price is already very high. Uh, how do you think Overshone will work into the offenses, Mark Andrew? I think that at first it's going to be more of a backup linebacker type player. And maybe down the road, we do see him as that hybrid linebacker that maybe can have a very particular role on big nickel type packages like somebody like, say, Jaron Kears. Uh, but I do think that as a rookie, he will be more of a backup linebacker. That's just my idea right now. It's a good question. One that I don't really have the answer to just where I'm at. Uh, my gut feeling right now. Nick says, this defense can be super special. I'm so excited. I hope that Overshone does, does wear number zero like Stephen White suggests. We'll find out. Uh, but anyways, ladies and gentlemen, it is Thursday night. That means that we are off for the weekend. And I will see you again on Sunday night. I hope that you guys enjoy your weekend. It's going to be a pretty chill one for me. Going to get some resting. I think that it's in order. <laughs> and it, it should be fun. should be a fun weekend, though. I hope that you guys enjoy yours. And I will see you on Sunday night, 8 p.m. Central. I hope that you guys enjoy the NBA, fi the, the NBA Finals. I think it's going to be uh, a pretty exciting series. Toxic Tom is calling for a Friday show. Nah, man, you're going to have to wait until Sunday night. <laughs> you're going to have to wait until Sunday night for ADC Sports Dallas Prime Time. Don't get me wrong. I do miss you over the weekends, guys. I do, I do miss you. So I hope that you enjoy it. Thanks so much for giving me a little bit of your time to talk some Cowboys football. And remember that Prime Time is brought to you by our friends over at Freeman Mazda. Net. We will talk more about them on the right of the week next week when it's a different one, of course. Hope that you guys enjoyed the show. Do me a favor, hit the thumbs up because every like puts this show in front of more and more Cowboys fans. Thanks so much for your comments. Nos vemos el domingo. 
Disfruten su fin de semana. Bye, bye.